Welcome back to Brain Blaze, a weekly podcast about epilepsy by people with epilepsy, for people with epilepsy, and our carers. I'm your host, David Clifford. In this episode, we argue that people with epilepsy can work in any career within the limitations of the condition. If you're new to Brain Blaze, I just want to state that I'm not a medical expert, I'm just someone that has struggled with the ins and outs of epilepsy for almost three decades. Before we start, I just want to shout out to Angela Sims and Anjay S., who recently gave a five-star rating to our podcast. If we have higher reviews, podcast platforms like Apple will promote our show. That leads to a broader audience, but more importantly, increases the chance of us helping more people. Thanks again, folks. Everyone has seen that scene in the movie where the youthful, energetic protagonist cringes while an out-of-touch, usually very white, middle-aged man gives them advice. Come on, Lane. Mellow off. Man, it's a brand new year. I understand there's a New Year's Eve dance at your school, you kids... Love this disco thing. Disco? Come on, Dad. You are really bringing me over, man. Noted French moralist, Francois de... I'm not going to get that name right. I'll just let my wife, who knows how to speak French, do it. La Rochefoucauld. Anyway, this French guy once said, <laughs> Old men delight in giving good advice as consolation for the fact they can no longer set bad examples. I still set bad examples every day. I'm not here to tell you how the world works. Of course, I'll promise to do so if I actually figure it out. I'm here, as an equal, to give you advice. I've always been fascinated with people that blanch when someone gives them career advice. I've learned that when people give you advice, they are proving that they actually care about you. Only a person that is emotionally invested in your future will do so. It is when they're not giving advice, you have to start worrying. If someone who should be giving you advice, a teacher or a mentor or a boss, suddenly stops, be careful. When people give you honest advice, make sure you listen to it. Internalize it and think it through. Of course, not all advice is good, but you can make that decision. Over the years, I've been given a lot of career advice. Some of it was good. David, son, are you listening? Turn that rack down and put that geometry homework away. This is serious. It doesn't matter what you choose for a career. Here's the thing. Whatever you choose, be the best at it. If you are the best, you'll figure out how to get people to pay you. Hey. The International Space Station needs plumbers, too. Of course, some of the career advice has been bad, too. My grandson is all grown up. I'm so sorry to hear that your job got caught up in all that dot-com nonsense. Computers are the wave of the future. Bah! Listen. Why don't you give up this whole computer tomfoolery and go get a government job? I hear the post office always looking for new mailmen. I freely admit that I've also given bad career advice. Facebook? Why would you want to go work there? They're just a glorified friendster. On the other hand, I am proud of some of the other career advice I have given. My wife is from Bulgaria. She came to the United States in 1990 when she was just 16 years old. She wasn't alone. With her was her eight-year-old sister, Katya. They stayed with distant relatives for years until her parents came to the United States to join them. After years of staying here legally through a work visa, my in-laws lost their immigration status. They were forced to return back to Bulgaria for a few years before they could restart the whole process. It left Katya in a real tight spot. She had grown up here in the United States, and she was completely integrated into our culture. After years of not speaking Bulgarian, she now spoke it with lots of pointing and smiling. We all worried about her future. What would happen if she was suddenly dropped into a Bulgarian high school? Though she was still a minor, Katya had a student visa, which means that she could stay here in the United States. But who would take care of her? 
While most people two years into a marriage welcome a new baby, we welcomed a full-fledged teenager, complete with all the eye rolls. Don't tell me what to do. You're not my dad. God! I never said that. Well, that's what I remember. I'm joking. Katya was a great kid when she lived with us. She excelled her studies. When she suddenly told me, a software engineer, she wanted to major in philosophy, I withheld my original reaction from her. Well, the world needs ditch diggers, too. You really thought that? Well, yeah. I mean, kind of. But I responded with a far less flippant reaction. Right. I gave her the best career advice I've ever given anyone. Instead of initially pointing out all the ways that she would fail, I listened to her. She was extremely passionate about why she wanted to pursue academics and philosophy. I put my own opinions aside. We worked together to find all the things that she had to do to accomplish her goal. She had to get an undergraduate degree, then research, then master's, then a doctorate. It turns out there's a ton of work that goes into being a professional philosopher. Occupation. Stand-up philosopher. What? Stand-up philosopher. I coalesce the vapor of human experience into a viable and logical comprehension. Oh, a bullshit artist. Looking back at it now, I thought that if I proved to her the long road that she faced, she would have chosen a different career path. You know, a career that I understood. When it was all laid out, she surprised me. All of this work that she had to do to accomplish her goal motivated her even further to pursue it. At that point, I knew she was going to be successful. And she has. She's now a tenured philosophy professor. To attain your career goals, it often comes down to how motivated you are. Here's the legendary comic artist and now DC comic executives, Jim Lee, giving similar advice. Hello, sir. I would like to work on comics and stuff, but I don't have money to go to art college. Should I quit trying? Don't ask me these questions, man. It's your dream, not my dream. I mean, I would love for you to realize what you want to do, but I, don't ask me. Ask yourself. I would like to work on comics and stuff, but I don't have money to go to art college. I didn't go to art college. Should I quit trying? You're going to let someone who you don't even know dictate what you're going to do for your life? If you don't want it so much that you will literally bleed from your fingertips to get it, no one else is going to give it to you. And I'll tell you that when I was in college, I wanted to be doctors. I was pre-med, but everyone stresses out, like, will I get into medical school? Will I make it? And I remember asking another med student, uh, another pre-med student, uh, who was uh, maybe a year or two ahead of me, do you think, uh, you know, what do you think my chances of getting med school are? And he basically said, like, if you want it badly enough, you'll make it happen. And I thought that was really great feedback. And honestly, it applies to everything in life, everything in life. And that still has stuck with me to this day. And I'll tell you that Everything I've experienced or achieved or not achieved, I mean, has been the, the, the direct result of the amount of effort I put into it. And uh, it is super, super exceptionally rare to have someone in your corner basically saying, yeah, I know that you don't have the energy or the money or the ability to do this, but I will come in and lift you up and make it happen for you. It just doesn't happen that way. I cringe when I hear someone ask, what is your dream career? Most people answer this question with the effects that a dream career would afford them. I have dreams like you, no really, just much less touchy-feely. They mainly happen somewhere warm and sunny. On an island that I own, and rested and alone. Surrounded by enormous piles of money. A better question is, what is the dream career for which you are willing to invest your life? This latter question reminds us that a career is hard work and we all have limitations to what we can do. Now, I'm not saying that we should let epilepsy be that limitation. I can't be in the NBA because I'm 6'1 and have the coordination of a newborn moose when I play basketball. 
I can't be a professional baseball player because if someone threw a 95 mile per hour fastball while I was in the batter's box, I'd probably close my eyes and hope that it didn't hit me. We all have limitations. There are plenty of careers that I shouldn't pursue just because I have intractable epilepsy. You don't agree? The federal government does. What about a long distance truck driver? Or a Navy aviator? This is it, Maverick! I'm gonna hit the brakes, he'll fly right by. Just because we have more limitations than the general public doesn't mean that we can't have a career that we still love. There are people with epilepsy in every major profession around the world. Just remember what I said in the very first episode of this podcast. We are doctors, architects, software engineers, teachers, or even celebrities. In the first episode of this career series, I say that most career resources for people with epilepsy were essentially teaching people how to not get fired. It isn't the end of the world if you get fired. I've been fired. There's a long list of successful people who have been fired. Walt Disney, Mark Cuban, Oprah Winfrey, Jerry Seinfeld, Madonna, Truman Capote, Isaac Newton, Robert Redford, Billy Belichick, J.K. Rowling, Lee Iacocca, Elvis, Thomas Edison, Howard Stern, Nikolai Tesla, Abraham Lincoln, Mozart. I mean, come on, Steve Jobs was fired twice. Once from Atari, which motivated him to work with his friend Steve Wozniak to form Apple, and then again later by the board of directors for the company he and Woz created. It looks like he got the last laugh though, right? If you do get fired, don't let it define you. Continue to strive for that dream career, or even find a new dream. We would love to hear any of your comments or questions regarding this or any of our other episodes. You can reach out to us via email at social.brainblaze.com or on Twitter at Brainblaze. If you like this episode, please subscribe and help us by providing a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your content. One small click really does help. See you next time. <laughs>